With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome the Nebraska Hawkeyes. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers? More like Corn Suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a nasty little Nebraska desert. We are joined here today by Chris Ruth, Director of Hawk Vision, Assistant Athletic Director at the University of Iowa. Sir, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. We've got a game week going on right now. We've got a big game coming up this Friday against the, the Fighting Turtles there in Maryland. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course, guys. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So I need to start out here at the very beginning and tell you, Jerry, right here, the wise guy, is probably your biggest fan. Like, if there's going to be a Cruz Rith fan club, Jerry would be the president, and Jerry did bring me on as a member of the fan club. You know, I knew, I've always watched all the videos, and I've always been a big fan of them and what you guys put together. They get me super hyped. I watch them, a lot of them before I watch an actual Hawkeye game, but Jerry was a major advocate oh. for you. So um, this is a pretty awesome time. Jerry has uh, been really promoting you out there to, to everybody out there in Hawkeye land. So this is pretty exciting. I appreciate that. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> After that big intro, I thought maybe I'd just throw up a really underwhelming high and then take it off from there but no seriously chris for those of us that live uh that don't live in iowa and we don't get our enough hawks uh hawks information you know and you're basically the uh, airwaves are filled with the other teams i mean these hype videos they come out and i mean it's just 
play, rewind, play, rewind just yeah. constantly, man. And honestly, I really firmly believe after seeing the videos from other uh, departments at other schools, I mean, I think we got the best ones in the in the nation. I mean, I don't think anybody outdoes yeah. your department. So anyway, but enough about our thoughts. Let's uh, let's get to know the man and the, the staff behind all of these productions, Chris. Tell us, uh, t- you know, start back at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, uh, education, how you got into production and how you ended up in Iowa City. Yeah, absolutely. So I did my undergraduate at Florida State, um, and I actually grew up down in Central Florida. Um, but yeah, we—I uh, say we—I went to Florida State actually. Um, that's where my wife was going, and um, we weren't married. Like we were high school sweethearts, and I, I based my college um, decision really off where my high school girlfriend was going, and. Totally panned out, worked out great for me. We're married, two boys living in Iowa now. Nice. Um, but yeah, we went. I went to Florida State, uh, majored in media production there. They have a really strong program down there for um, for video production. Um, got a lot of really great experience as a student there. Worked there after graduation um, at Florida State. Worked as a student and after graduation. And uh, a few years after working there, just kind of started looking around at some jobs and um, ended up coming to Iowa. I had never been to Iowa before. Um, but in my interview, it was, it was awesome. It, it felt right. It felt like family. Um, when I first got up here, I actually, um, worked directly just within the football program, um, was the position I took. Um, and yeah, man, it was awesome. Like I, I was just blown away by my visit to Iowa city. Um, the people, um, my, my coworkers now, um, meeting with coach Ferentz, which, I mean, that blew me away. He came and met me for dinner. Um, it, it just couldn't have been better. And it's, it's really panned out over the years and, and why we're still here. All right, Chris, I got a two part question for you here. Okay. What is going on with Florida state football right now? It is not <laughs> looking good. Things are not trending in the right direction. And second part to that question if Iowa and Florida State were to meet in a bowl game, what colors are you wearing? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Two good questions. Um, you know, Florida State has a special place in my heart. Obviously, that's where my wife and I went to college. Um, but, like, I didn't grow up a Florida State fan. Like, probably a lot of kids grow up in Iowa. Um, you know, Florida just is not that my, – my parents are from not from Florida. We didn't grow up – they didn't grow up there. Um, so, for me, um, going to Florida State – special memories, special experiences there. Um, but man, it's, it has been rough seeing since I've left there. It was funny the year I left the very next year, they won a national championship. Um, I'm kind of tracking back from that a little bit. Um, I did have a chance to to be around Bobby Bowden. Um, really sad to see his passing and um, he was an amazing coach and I'm happy that I got to experience a little bit with him there as the head coach, as a student. Um, and then I was there for the transition to um, coach Fisher and, um, you know, it, when I came to Iowa, though, it was like such a different culture um, of this coaching staff under Coach Ferentz, Um just truly made my family feel like family. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's kind of like I pay attention to Florida State a little bit, but probably not as much as a lot of people with where they did their undergraduate at. Um, I'd like to see them doing better, obviously. But and, and I hope they can kind of get it back and going here. But it's it's rough down there right now. Um, yeah. You know, they had the longest bull streak going and I was happy to see that when I was there. And it's uh, they got some work to get back. But uh, I think they have the 
I think they they have a lot of things in place to be able to do it. It's just, you know, that stuff takes time and it's, you know, it doesn't change overnight. So I don't know about you, Jerry, but I kind of got from that. He's going to be wearing black and gold. Like, you know, let's, he's a hawk now. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we need to reel this back in because I don't want to talk about Florida State. Let's get back to the Hawks here. <laughs> but before we get off the Hawkeyes, I want to kind of show for the folks at home. I want to share a screen here. And um, just when you're talking about your wife and how close you guys are, there was a tweet in our in our crack staff came up with that was just totally awesome. These guys don't and, get paid enough. Actually, and, nothing at all. <laughs> your my awesome <laughs> wife got me a llamagram as part of my thirtieth birthday. For those that can't see the video, you got to tell what tell us about the llamagram, Chris. I've so never even heard of that. Yeah, neither had I. Well, <laughs> neither had I. <laughs> this was during COVID last year. Um, my birthday was May 11th, and I was turning 30. And obviously, like the world is shut down. So my wife was like, "What am I gonna do?" Like, you know, I feel, um, you know, she's like, "I want to do something memorable or special." And it was funny. I was walking around my neighborhood. Um, that was our. We we moved recently in North Liberty. Um, but in our old neighborhood, I was walking and I saw a llama in somebody's backyard and I'm like, what, what in the hell? Like, how did somebody have a llama? That's um, so weird. Yeah. And then when it was my birthday and the llama showed up, I'm like, oh, like two weeks ago when I saw that llama in somebody's backyard. Um, and I think when I told my wife about it, she's the one that pieced it together and found out that like, <laughs> like a, a company in the area where you can go out to like this llama farm, but also like they'll come and like do like a petting zoo type thing. <laughs> um, and it was it was really cool. Um, it actually spent the rest of my birthday that day. Um, it was like we drove out to uh, Madison County and drove around to some of the br- covered bridges and did some family photos. Um, and it, it was a really cool thirtieth birthday. Still, you know, like not what I would have imagined because you know, but from a family standpoint, it was it was a lot of fun and really cool. From the llama to going and seeing the bridges of Madison County and. Um, it was it was a good day. Yeah. Well, wow. on that tw- on that Twitter note, that's an awesome story. And on that Twitter note, though, too, I can't. You know, we uh, we were telling Megan Gustafson how uh, beloved she is on social media from Hawk fans, but I'd kind of put your work right up there second because that Twitterverse can get kind of nasty. But I have yet to see when your videos come out. I have yet to see anybody come back and really offer anything too negative, man. So I I think that speaks a lot as well because your your Twitter account is uh, is so loved as well as the productions you put on. So. I appreciate that. No. Oh, I think if anyone was to get negative with one of those videos, they'd have a lot of people knocking on their door, telling them to shut their social media down because those things are legit. Your wife sounds awesome. That is super <laughs> cool that she did that. That's hilarious. I love the sense of humor involved so, with that. <laughs> so one quick question of a personal note, and then we're going to move on to your Hawkeye product, the Hawk Vision predictions. But uh, the other question I had is when you look up your Hawkeye bio on the website, all you see is a come and go ad. So has come and go been that predominant in your life? I mean, you know, is that, is that just saying that, you know, you come and go has fueled your success or are we needing no. to kind of beef up the bio a little bit? Are we working on another NIL deal already here? Like, no. yeah. I wasn't even aware of that. Um, and, and we, we kind of switched website providers like a year or two ago. So I don't know if that's just something that during the transition, I'm sure on the priority list of what we needed done on the website that falls down. So I'll go and take a look at that. I had no idea. And being from growing up in Florida, uh, 
the moving up here and seeing the first come and go gas station, um, I couldn't help but chuckle, of course. Um, and, and even on that same note, um, we've, we've, we've learned to now love Casey's pizza, but the idea when we first talked to people up here that like, wait, like you get your pizza from a gas station, like not that in Florida, like you, you're not telling me that's good pizza, but. Now you guys get like something in Florida called boiled peanuts at gas stations that are have made me physically ill. Both times I tried them, I'm like, first time I went down for the Outback Bowl, and I'm like, all right, I got to try these boiled peanut things. You know, and my dad was coaching high school football down there at the time, and he's like, they're they're wonderful, Adam. They're delicious. Like it's really a local thing, and I tried it, and I was puking the whole night <laughs> after that. And so I'm a slow learner. I come back again for uh, the Outback Bowl again when we play in, in the freaking this, that bowl game about every other year. And uh, I, I decided I was going to try the spicy boiled peanuts. Asian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, that, 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 tore, that tore me up too. I, I, don't, I have a lot of faith in my stomach, and I usually don't ever have stomach aches, but the boiled peanuts down in Florida can really uh, cut you off at the knees. I can tell did you that. You, did you get them at a gas station or did you get them like, yeah. at a stand? Gas station. Okay, so like I would equate that to like everyone here is like has like their stand they go to to like get their sweet corn, right? Okay, like in Florida, you have your stands that you know of where it's like that guy that has the best boiled peanuts. And I, my wife was the one that turned me on to it. And sometimes on road trips, like we'll see like that little beat up like stand on the side of the road, like a little cart, and it's like some boiled peanuts, you know. They're super good. Like I, that's why I, I put down the whole bag. I'm like, all right, like dad, you're right. These are super good. And then like 45 minutes later, like I straight up food poisoning. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leveled, but enough about me and boiled peanuts, Chris. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got into the video production game. Um, what sparked your love for it, your interest and, uh, really what helped you get to where you are today? Yeah. So, um, even from like a really young age, I just always enjoyed, you know, messing around with the family camera, whether it be like our like photography camera. Um, my mom usually had like a DSLR laying around or like, I mean, I think the earliest video camera I remember shooting on was like an old, um, like our family camcorder was like an SVHS like camera. Um, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. And my brother and I like always really had a passion for technology um, like in fifth grade, like we had a TV production class that was like really just like the school news. We would do like one taping like a week. Um, and then just from there, like I always was messing around with cameras, um, photo or video, like really enjoyed it. Um, and when I decided to go to Florida state, like I actually went like originally, um, like school was always like, I I didn't have an issue usually getting good grades. So I I went originally as pre-med to Florida state. In my first semester, that first summer, it was like, no, like, what am I doing? Like, this is not what I'm passionate about. Like, um, I was worried about like making, you know, how much I was worried about the financials of it. Like, oh, if I'm a doctor, you know, that was like where my 18 year old mind was. And um, when I talked to my friends and it was like, like, you only live once, like, might as well do something you're passionate about. And I feel like some people don't know what they're passionate about sometimes. And I feel like I was lucky to realize that, especially in my summer my first summer at Florida state, um, my first semester there. And, um, I, I was just really lucky that there was a great program set up there. Um, as a student, 
you know, I started off running cameras during football games for the video boards. I mean, that, that was a little down the road. I mean, it was like being at a volleyball match and they're streaming a game and running one of those cameras and slowly working my way up. And, um, you know, by the time, before I even graduated, I was directing our video board shows for our men and women's basketball games. Um, but for football, like the one place I always wanted to be, and it's like the thing I love the most is being on the sideline, like growing up, seeing NFL films, it's like, you know, just like an awe of these highlights. And like, that's what I always wanted to get experience doing. And what I, I love a lot of things about my job and what I've done over years, but that's still like, there's nothing like being on the sideline on game day and only having one shot to capture a highlight. And even this past week, it's been a while since something bugged me, like in terms of like that I missed, but after our fumble recovery against Colorado state, I like instantly like kind of sprinted with the defense as they were celebrating. And like, I kind of got trapped on the sideline with them as they were celebrating. And I'm trying to like get out of like them celebrating. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like, and I look up and I see the huddle break and I'm like, this is going to be a touchdown on the very, yep. It's a touchdown. On the very oh. <laughs> um, in their case, like, yeah, like we covered the game. We can talk about that later. So we covered the game very well from a camera perspective, but of course it was like my corner and there was other people that had the shot, but like it, you know, truly bugs me when I uh, don't get something that I, I know I could have gotten something really good. So, yeah. yeah. Have you always had the love of sports then too, Chris, along with uh, your development and coming up as a video producer then? Or Yeah. So like, I mean, I grew up um, playing sports, but also like when I was like around in third grade, I want to say like I had, um, it's funny, like I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan um, growing up. And um, I mean, watching, that team at the time, it was like Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Warwick Dunn and um, John Lynch. And like my like idol though was Mike Allstott. And the only reason I knew what mm-hmm. Purdue was was because I like knew that like Mike Allstott went to Purdue, but like the big neck roll, like the dude just, you know, like um, he's a beast. Yeah. He, it, it was, you know, so I had a passion for football from a young age and like, I was very much like an average athlete. Um, so once I got, when I was at Florida state and I started to realize like, Oh, like I have a passion for video, but like, Oh wait, like I can take this passion that I have for video and this passion for sports and do that as my career. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, there's so many different ways or different parts of video production you can work in, but like the sports video production world was what I wanted to be in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really good. That's awesome. That I think that's what I want to do when I grow up, Jerry. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that he said he was an average athlete growing up, and I kind of aspired to be an average athlete. You know, I just rode the bench <laughs> a lot. So, yeah. But anyway, so take us in now, Chris. You were, you know, doing a little bit of math too. I mean, you just, you're saying you just turned 30 last year. And I read an article that you were put into this position, uh, position basically as a start back in 2013. So, I mean, you were basically just out of college with us when you came up here, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, when I, I got a lot of experience as a student at Florida state. And like that's experience was so valuable. And I graduated, I, I was very lucky that there was also the way it was the way the timing worked out there with the staff. I talked to my boss down there and when I was in school and I was like, Hey, like, do you think I'll have a job waiting for me here? Like when I graduate, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, if I graduate a semester early, is that still the case? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I was like, well, I'm going to take some summer classes and get done with school. because like, I want to work. Um, And even my last semester, I took like an internship where I was allowed to do like, if I was working 40 hours a week, 
that counted for 12 credit hours, which that's all I needed for graduation. Um, and like that last semester, I, I, I worked on our coach's show down there and it was an hour long on Fox sports. And like when I turned in my final like project of stuff, it was just all the content I had produced during that like last internship. And um, yeah, I mean, I had that job waiting for me. And at that time, you know, I guess I was what, like 21, 22, 21, I think about to turn 22. And then we moved to Iowa when I turned 23. My wife and I had just gotten married. We were waiting for her to finish her graduation at Florida State. Um, and a few, we always joke is like, we still haven't really, um, been on a honeymoon. Um, we joke that our honeymoon was moving to Iowa. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. one of these times we actually got a, we talk about a lot, like, and we kind of said 30th birthday, but then COVID kind of messed up all travel. Um, <laughs> so we'll still take that. It's, it's definitely something that we need to go and do. Um, so I, it's been, been very lucky that I've had a lot of great opportunities and, um, you know, been able to take advantage of that at, at you know, a relatively young age. Yeah, no, I don't feel bad. My wife and I got married last year and we didn't get to go on a honeymoon either. So we're going to the bowl game this year and that's going to be our honeymoon. It's so nice. romantic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like, I, uh, who knows where we'll be, but it's funny. We've been to so many locations. Well, we've been to Tampa so many times since I've been here realistically, which is awesome. Yeah. And it, um, it's a great yeah. bowl game and it's close to family for us, but for some reason I kind of, at some point we're probably going to hit Orlando. I, we haven't been there since I've been here and um, yeah. hopefully we're, you know, in a playoff, but we'll see, you know, one game at a time. So <laughs> playoff for the Rose bowl, but yeah, that's totally not the Iowa way to look ahead. We got to go one play yeah. one, one game at a time. And focus on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Chris, I wanted so, to ask you real quick about um, your the creative process with the, sh- the Heartland, the show that you guys do that um, comes out, it plays on the Big Ten Network. People can watch it on YouTube. Um, one of my favorite shows, I have it set to record on my DVR every time it hits, and um, I usually watch it at least a couple times a week. And it's a really great recap of um, the previous week's events. Uh, tell us, buck us through your creative process on that show and how you guys came about uh doing that yeah so our original challenge was um we were doing our coaches show and coaches shows over some time here you've really seen some schools still do them and they still do them in the traditional format of having a coach come into a studio or shooting on the field with the coach after a game um with their talent and it's just kind of it i don't you know you get all that really at a press conference after the game, you know, Um, it it started to feel like it really wasn't help. It wasn't what we needed for recruiting. I don't think it was getting great viewership by fans. Um, And I think you've seen a turn in video production departments in colleges from turning to being like a news gathering video department to being a more documentary or cinematic um, style of production. Um, so it was like a lot of schools have just dumped their TV show altogether. And they're like, we're just going to focus on social media. Well, and like our challenge with that is like, obviously we have a lot of great sponsors that enjoy having, um, TV sponsorships as well as, as part of their packages. And at the same time, we're like, how, you know, if the exposure you're able to get on TV is still, you know, there's a different market there than social media. So it was like, what can we do? that crosses off, you know, a lot of our boxes of, well, why can't our TV show be content that is good for recruiting? Why can't it also be shared on social media? 
Um, why can't it, you know, do all like, why can't it accomplish all these things we want to accomplish? So then it was started thinking about like, all right, what is this actually going to look like? Um, and, you know, we knew the success of the journey um, and other shows that um, truly like actually more look at having a feature involved where you're telling the story. I mean, that's the journey is really what we kind of modeled it after um, of picking a storyline and telling that, but then also showing the highlights from the game in a different way, in a cinematic way. Um, and, and this is kind of just what it's turned into. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to work on. It, it's, there's, we, it's very challenging. Um, we, we decide on our features and we kind of split those up amongst our producers because some, you know, a place like the journey and I, I know those guys well and um, work with them and they're a great staff and, you know, but for us, we're working on that as well as still working on stuff for the video board. There's, so we had to find a way to actually get this done from a creative standpoint in terms of just time. And thankfully, like our main producers, myself, Mike Moriarty, who really like heads up the editing in the show and making sure it gets delivered every week. And he does an awesome job with leading that, but he's a producer, um, Matt Nelson, uh, Zach Grant, all of us are kind of the main producers. We have some students as well. Um, and we divide up covering our features. Um, so it's not one person doing that big story. I mean, it takes time to shoot these interviews. It takes time to get the B roll. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really how we, we found a way to, to achieve getting that show done. So how much do you have to do then with your Hawk vision and things when you're talking about the advertisers, Chris, do you have complete creative control over everything that's on the video board or, or, um, I mean, are you helping create the ads as well and things like that? Um, it depends. Like we work with Hawkeye sports properties, who's a Learfield group and most schools in the country are Learfield. And we have a good relationship with our Hawkeye sports properties group here. Um, and we work together on, um, what content, we decide to sponsor some content we produce is not sponsored. Um, but working together to find out at the end of the day, like we want something that looks good for us, looks good for our sponsor. And it's something that our fans want to consume. Um, you know, when you don't achieve those things, that's where somebody's kind of losing in the situation. And like, you don't want that. Then it's just content that people aren't um, excited about. They're not, they don't want to engage with it. And then like, what's the point? Um, so we do have a lot of creative freedom and it's just a matter of us working with them together. They're, they're more, they work more on the selling side of it. And obviously we work on the content production side of it. Okay. Uh, and we work together to, to have those ideas, you know, come to what they end up being. And um, the Heartland show is a, is a good example from a TV and social standpoint. Um, video board wise, that's a little bit different. Um, just because there's the whole signage aspect, you know, we have boards in there that um, we rotate signage on and it's, that's a whole other world in, in and of, of itself. So, you know, kind of into that reason I was asking is that kind of leads into one of our videos. I believe Adam, you've got in there, you know, going back here a couple of years for that gold and bold release for the, uh, for the uniforms, it's the, you know, the Nike swoosh is very much predominant. Adam, do you have that? And uh, can uh, we show that for the people at home? Absolutely. Thanks again to our uh, production team for this for us.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's so sick. That is the coolest thing ever. That was one of our, that was one of my favorite projects that we've worked on. Um, and that video piece in particular, that one, we did two video releases for that. That one was edited by Parker Dilly and him and I worked really closely on that project from, um, and it wasn't just the two, but like that, that was a big project, obviously. Um, guys within football, like Tyler Barnes were very involved in the design of the uniform and, um, working with Nike and Max Allen at that time was here. And, um, you know, when we found out about the uniforms and how closely we were working with a Nike designer on them um, and how involved he was with communicating with us and from pitching the idea of, you know, Parker and I was like, do we have an opportunity to fly out to, uh, to Beaverton and actually interview the Nike designer? Um, That was kind of, that was the initial release video that Parker worked on. And then later that day, a couple hours later, we released kind of like the behind um, the bold video that shows the guys reacting on the iPad. He's like the guys for the video shoot. They hadn't seen the uniform and we had them look, you know, look at it in an iPad for the first time before going and get the uniform on and being part of the video shoot. And uh, we went out literally to Nike, to the Nike campus, which part, it was just Parker and I flew our, flew our gear out there. And talk like that's one of those things that's just like an incredible experience. Um, of course, to have the ability to or really go film something like that, but just to be there to experience it too. Um, the Nike designer, you know, he was so cool to work with. They gave us a tour of the Nike campus after. Um, but it was so cool to be able to actually fly out there, interview with him, um, and kind of get a little just we only used a really small, small portion of it for the video. Um, but it was, I felt like it was such a big deal, you know, such a big uniform release. Um, and when we, we knew that some people like those were the, like the most loved and most hated uniforms of <laughs> Iowa football history, it feels like, or something, you know, they're so yeah. polarizing to people. Um, and so it was just an important one to tell the right way. And it, it was a lot of fun to work on. Um, so many people, you know, the photo side of it, um, getting the Raptor, the Hawk there, um, there was just, there was a lot behind that entire production for sure. Chris, we really need to like, make sure to like, let you know too, that like fans really want to see the version of that uniform in black. That's what everyone keeps talking about. We want the same thing and kind of like what Oklahoma does in some of the more traditional schools is they have an alternate uniform that they wear every year, but it's the same alternate uniform, you know, that, right. um, but if we did something with that exact concept, but flipped it and did a black one, 
with the yellow numbers. I, I think, and I've heard from a lot of other people, they think too, that would be pretty awesome. What do you think about that? I think it would be really cool. Um, I mean, I think especially when you start going all black like that, I think it's yeah um, a really good and clean look. Um, you know, it's, I know it's been talked about, um, about kind of having, or, you know, and from just from the idea standpoint of like, Hey, like what kind of uniform can we maybe have as an alternate that we wear more than once? Um, yeah. and like the Nate budget one that's like over your shoulder. Is that, that is like the blackout from the Ohio state game, right? Yep. Yep. Like that one, for example, like never stood a chance from the sense that like all the helmets were custom dipped helmets. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. And I mean, that one to me too, like I, um, the video shoot for that one was cool. And the company that we worked with, I they're on the West Coast. Um, I was able to send a helmet out to them and have them dip it. Um, and I went ahead and chose, they're like, what number do you want on the side of it? And I'm like, well, I mean, um, went ahead and went with 15. Um, it was the year my son was born in 2015. Also it was a great year for Iowa and Josh Jackson had three picks in that game. Yeah. Um, so like, but it just kind of depends like, uniform to uniform. Like that one in particular, it was like, uh, this, you know, are all custom made helmets. So each guy, you know, it's custom to them. And, um, but yeah, it would be cool to see, um, an alternate that we wear more than once for sure. So how difficult was the Hawk Raptor to uh, work with in that commercial? And was there any good behind the scenes stories with the uh, players trying to interact with it or all the guys were really excited um, to hold the, and it's not, the only guy I was really worried about holding it was Nate Stanley, just from like the arm quarterback <laughs> standpoint. Um, but no, the, the Falconers that were there were awesome to work with. Um, and now obviously we have um, a, we're kind of, we're in the, obviously now in the process of working with Falconers in the Iowa Raptor center and, it's been cool from that shoot now to this to see, I mean, those Raptors, they're so incredibly smart. They're so well-trained. Um, Brandon Smith was like so excited. If we did a feature on Brandon Smith that like, I think, you know, if you saw it with him with his snake, like he's just, he loves animals and um, he gets really excited over stuff like that. So he was, he didn't want to like give the Raptor back, you know, he was like, <laughs> I get to be here forever. This thing is, you know, this guy's so cool. Um, so, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a really it was really fun to see how the players interacted. So kind of going back again and into the next one, if Adam, if you're uh, ready to queue up the next one, this one's going to be Adam's personal favorite, I can guarantee you. But uh, this is the one we did a couple years ago with uh, the game intro with uh, George Kittle. And uh, we're going to play a little form of it and then uh, have you talk a little bit about behind the scenes with George. Okay, I think um, is that one. This is Iowa. Uh, no, this is Iowa seventeen with Mike Daniels. Okay, um, I'm just trying to. All right, we're gonna give this one a shot. I think this is it. When you step into Kinnick Stadium, you better be ready. You better be ready for a fight. You're gonna get a knockdown, drag out, ten round battle. Full of big hits, <laughs> truck sticks, electrifying play to the corner of the end zone. Caught, that's a touchdown! Touchdown, Iowa. She gets rid of it, one on one in the end zone. Caught, touchdown! Six seconds of hell. 
Giants have both. Picked off. Pick six. Pick six to start the game. And Haymakers thrown. Bedford has time throw. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Iowa. George Kittle has his second on the day. And the final knockout has been delivered. You ready? Here we go! It's time to fight for Iowa! Kittle always gets everyone hyped so easily. Well, and, and I should explain, Adam's a huge WWF guy, so Kittle on the mic like that, and you know, Adam, I know Adam was probably dancing in the background while it was playing. But oh, yeah. anyway, take, how was the creative process on that? I mean, you know, what led into that, Chris, and uh, you know, getting George on board? I'm, I'm guessing with his personality that we see, he was probably more than willing. But I mean, tell us a little bit behind the creative process and thought on that one. Yeah, um, you know. Every year we're kind of thinking about what we're going to do for the intro video, um, if we're going to use the former player, if we're going to use the former player, which one do we use? Um, and I was like, you know, it'd be great to use George. Um, and I was talking to Parker, and Parker's like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to do something maybe that's like somehow like wrestling related with him or something like within a ring. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. I was like, that totally matches his personality and obviously some of his interests. And um from there, it was like, that's a no-brainer. I loved Parker's idea for it. So I started reaching out, trying to find um, a ring that we could shoot in. And funny enough, um, in Iowa City, there's uh, there's a boxing gym. Reached out to them, asked if I could come check out check the place out. Um, they were all for it. The walls in there were already painted black and gold, which was awesome. Um, it's funny, the one thing I wish I would have done more at the beginning of that video, but you're kind of constrained by time and um just the flow of the video sometimes and i wish i would have had like a few more establishing shots of like we had a few of him like stepping through the ropes and into the ring but like i think some people might watch that video and not realize that he's in a boxing ring so there probably could have been like two or three seconds worth of just like two establishing shots that would have like set the mood of the ring a little better so i look back on that one and that's like one critique i have for myself on that um but george couldn't have been easier to work with um, we had him in town shooting some interviews for we had it it was for multiple purposes, but like I remember like one of the things that we used the interviews for was at the NFL draft we had when we followed Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson to the draft and we had him back, I think I think it was the spring, like that spring, because we had we asked him questions about those guys and he was part of those interviews were part of that show. And when he was there for the interviews, I did ask him, I was like, Hey, like what's your thoughts on like being the guy for like our intro video this year he's like yeah like how do i do that and i'm like no like i'm telling you like if you want to do it like i mean you can do it like (laughs) you know we shoot it so um he was all on board and like you know every once in a while i text him with some updates and when we were looking to do it and um we did it around a time that he was gonna be back in town and um claire and his mom and his dad and his sister all came to the shoot and they just hung out right outside the ring right there as he was going through stuff and um, it, it just, it really couldn't have been better. I mean, he was so easy to work with. 
So it looks like we lost Adam for a second there. I'm not sure. We always say the telegraph converters down in his part of Nebraska don't work very well, Chris. So I'll go ahead and continue this on. And uh, But anyway, so, yeah, that's always been one of our favorites. You know, who? Uh, one of the things I'm always impressed with, and, I, you know, is who chooses the music for these? I mean, is that part – Is are you in charge of that as well? I mean, the music you guys use is always so spot on to what you're trying to dis- – what you're displaying visually. And uh, how, how does yeah. that music get chosen? It's really by whoever's producing the piece almost all the time. I mean, sometimes people might recommend something and it works out, but um, usually the producer, the editor, who's really putting together the final edit, that final piece is the one that finds the music. Um, And music's been something that's been challenging from the days when it was like the Wild West on social media and every college and program would use whatever music they wanted to you know, being part of like having our accounts get shut down because of using copyrighted music. And um, we've been through that here too. <laughs> yeah, it's all fun, right? Um, and we, you know, it's it's been kind of a fun challenge. And I think there's some people that get caught up in like thinking that um, you need like mainstream music to make good videos, but it, that can be like more wrong. Um, you know, some of the best things you watch are or not music that you're familiar with. And um, I mean, videos like that, it's kind of like a no brainer in the sense that the feeling of them, it's, it's almost like a, um, a movie trailer and a lot of movie trailers have pretty epic music. So you look for something that's epic. Um, that's instrumental that um, has an orchestra maybe. And um, you know, it's, we have some pretty good music libraries that we have subscriptions with. Um, that, that have been really good for us. So, well, and it, and it is, it's always so original. And I mean, so many of the, uh, ones you see from other schools, it seems like they try to go to old standards, you know, stuff that everybody's heard before, whether it be classic rock or whatever it is. And that's what I love about the ones you guys produce is it's always original new music. Like you were saying it like a movie release. And I mean, it just, to me, it just, that's part of what sets you guys head and shoulders above the rest. So. And Chris, like if it coming up this year too, if you're going to be doing another Nebraska hit film or anything like that, we have an item that's pretty prestigious. We'd like to <laughs> allow you guys to use. We got the corn belt for the Iowa Nebraska game. So it, this thing's legit weighs about 10 pounds. It's a, it's a big sucker. So where did you get, did you get that made? Oh yeah. Went through That's the impressive. same, the same people that make the belts for like AEW and WWE made it. So yeah, it's a, it's a full fledged legit title. So Man. it's uh, the, the corn belt. We're trying to promote it to be included as one of the, one of the part of the trophy that they play for. So if you guys need to use it for a video ever, you let us know and we'll definitely yeah, let you loan it, load it out. Talking so, about Kittle, you guys got to get George on that thing because, like, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen on his social the past few years that he's pretty passionate about um, that Nebraska game. <laughs> if he's yeah. his eyes would get pretty I, big. <laughs> I was actually just going to bring out an idea because, you know, Adam's a huge wrestling guy. And so you can have the corn belt on the side. And I was going to say, get like, you know, Big E and Manders and maybe Kittle. And they're, they can all body slam Adam and then take off with the belt and walk out. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay Adam with that. To be the, <laughs> I'm okay with I'll even let him put me through a table. I'm totally okay with it. But yeah, we haven't been able to get in touch with George. We've tried and it's you know, it's not not easy. Gone through the 49ers and and tried a couple a couple ways. And so we haven't been able to do that. But if we could ever get George on, we'd love to. 
we caught George at a really good time, like right before he absolutely exploded on the scene. And um, oh, okay, really, it's also Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, the way we work with our student athletes is really close. We see them so much in the building every day and... Um, on projects that we're working on throughout their undergrad. And, um, you know, thankfully we have the culture of our program. It, it brings in a lot of really good people. And, um, you know, you, you kind of build and establish these relationships, even with former players. Um, I was literally coaching my son's flag football team last night. And um, who do I see that's, you know, coaching the other team, Matt Kroll. Um, nice. And I've done features on him with ANF over the past few years. Every time I've needed in the Brad Banks intro video, I'm like, I kind of want to have a farmer like listening to the radio at the beginning of this video. Hey, Matt, can I come film you and your tractor? You know, um, so it's just it's cool the relationships you build, and um, it really helps when you are working on projects too. Well, and I'm, it's funny you mentioned that we can't we don't have time to get into all the videos. I actually copied them, but I mean we don't we can. I mean I could talk about those forever. But that the intro and the Brad Banks those that series because you guys did an individual one for for each of the trophy games that year too. I believe Iowa State, Nebraska, Wisconsin. I'm not. I, but you know when you spoke the farming theme and and everything, I can play like it. a quick. I can play a quick one of it. Well, just real quick. And I think what we got is a little bit of the behind the scenes video, but um, okay. Just to see that kind of stuff is very cool. And yeah. I, rec- I, I recommend for our audience to go out and check out the behind the scenes because it really, I think, shows quite a bit as far as what you guys, what all's involved behind the scenes to come up with that finished product. But I was going to say the Iowa State video, ever since I saw that one, I have to watch it every week before the Iowa State game because there's one line especially where it says, because, uh, again, this goes back to the writing, I think, and who you got doing some of your dialogue. But when Brad Banks says, this isn't about this today. It isn't about one day. It's about the next 365, and it cuts into Brodell's punt return for the touchdown. Yeah, and I mean, it's just that that still brings hair on the back of my neck up when I see that as a fan. I mean, it's just these videos are so exciting. But that's got to be probably one of my all-time favorites. But how difficult? So, like Brad, somebody like Brad Banks, and how difficult was that to bring him in? You know, to get him in the fold. Um, so I believe he's living in Florida now, isn't he? Or, um. But at that time, he might have been living in Wisconsin, I want to say. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Around the Milwaukee area. I know he's from Florida. Um, and I want to, yeah, no, he, the thing that makes that part a lot easier is when you have a coach who's been somewhere for so long and is still the coach, like when you reach out to like legacy players or players like from, you know, years back, they come back on a decent amount anyways. Um, and it's, we have people on staff that still talk to them routinely. So like with that, it, it really wasn't that hard. It was 
honestly just shooting him a text and seeing if he'd be interested and, um, you know, getting him into town. And, um, you know, he, again, like Brad was awesome to work with and it was having, we don't always do behind the scenes videos like that. Like, honestly, like most of us video guys like kind of hate it because like, we don't like seeing ourselves on camera and like, we like being behind the camera. Um, but we know it's a cool look for the fans to kind of see that, that element. Um, and we actually, at that time, it was a student, Matt Little, um, who shot that and did an incredible job with that. And he was down at NASCAR and then he was at Arizona state. And actually he starts back here on Monday. Um, you know, which we're really excited to have him back. And we've had other students that have gone on to, you know, their next stuff and their sports, you know, video careers. And, um, it, that's what it made me think of when I saw that, um, it's, it's, it's cool. And, and you talk about Iowa state too. And it's funny. I was sitting here with my wife the other day back on the couch and, um, I was like, you know, what's funny is like, you know, Devlin was born in 2015 and I was like, he's never seen Iowa lose to Iowa state. That's pretty awesome. Like hopefully we can keep that going for a while, you know? Yeah. Or, or Nebraska. We got to keep that in mind over here too. So yep. yeah. And, and let's keep that going for a while. So, but saving the best for last, Chris, how much of a sacred cow we'll call it is the tunnel walk and the back in black and the inner Sandman, the tunnel walk, and then the swarm. I mean, is that just something that's so tradition laced that you just don't really want to touch it or do too much with it? Or, I mean, or how do you treat that behind the scenes, you know, in, in your position? Yeah. I mean, like that's back when, like, I want to say we had that first intro video with Mike Daniels. I think that was like really the first intro video we did. That was not just, you know, it was like, well, where do we put it? Because the Hawk or the, uh, the tunnel walk is such a big element of game day. And it was like, well, maybe we really try and have this video end. And right when it ends, like the doors open and this coach and the players walking out. Um, and it, it ended up working. It's worked really well. Um, and yeah, like that, that from like our production standpoint too, like our video board crew, um, Trisha and Jim on the Hawk Vision staff, they really coordinate our video board and, the crew that is, has a guy, you know, a, a camera, I'm usually beside him, but you know, he's operating the one that you're seeing on the video board. He's walking backwards as our uh, football operations director fed is, you know, has a hand on his shoulder to make sure that he's like, cause he's walking blindly backwards down a tunnel for like 70 yards, you know, <laughs> like um, and somebody, you know, people are pulling the cables and it's, it's an operation, but you know, it looks awesome on the video board. And obviously the swarm is, you know, been a tradition at Iowa that, um, whenever you bring players back, they always talk about it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge moment of game day and something that I think will always be special to game day. Do you even, do you even want to even, you know, and that's kind of, I guess, too, what I was wanting to find out is, is that just such a thing? It seems like it's been very similar for a long, long time with the truck and the opening and the, and everything. And I mean, is that just a thing where it's like, you just, okay, that's our tradition. We just leave it alone. We're going to stick with that. Or do you ever try to do any tweaks or anything on it or We've recently talked about it a little bit, um, but it's something that we'd have to have like a lot more discussion on just from the standpoint of, um, you know, we want to do what would, you know, our players would love and what they find exciting. Um, but all, and we want to do what we think our fans love too. Um, and sometimes when you mess with things like that, you can really upset a fan base. Yeah. Um, so, but those discussions happen and, um, as you, you know, we haven't done anything with it yet, but I mean, you never know, like down the road, we could potentially look at making tweaks or changes, but 
um, as of right now. Um, we love what we we love what we have there, and uh, but it is something that has been talked about and and gets talked about at times. It just it would have to be, it would take a lot of discussion and um, yeah, and we'll see. Yeah. What we have right now, I think, is cool. But um, I I always thought too with the whole break the rock thing that we do like somebody came through with a sledgehammer and like you know hit the you know broke a rock or something like that right at the beginning it really is fits the theme of what we do we're gonna pound the rock until we eventually break through and and run for it so i thought you know something like that someday would be pretty cool but definitely what we have right now is no slouch it's it's very very cool as well yeah we have some we have some other ideas that we've we'll see if they come to fruition and whatnot but um, if they would, I think it'd be pretty exciting for the fans and for that anything that can add to that game day environment. So yeah, yep, yeah. So you know, kind of the last question I wanted to ask you, Chris, is um, you know, Coach Ferentz has made a joke about how he's not really much of a social media guy and things. But how involved is he in your creative process when you do these things, or is it basically is he just interested in the final product when you get done with it, or you know, what's what's his role in the in your productions? So Coach Ferentz. Um, he is not a micromanager. And when I was at Florida state, um, a lot of my videos would get reviewed, um, by coaching staff. And, um, sometimes that was really challenging. And, you know, I come here to Iowa and since I've been here and I think everyone would say the same on the creative staff, um, you know, we have a coach Ferentz is focused on football and he's focused on his athletes in that coaching element but he also really understands recruiting the video side, the photo side, the creative side, the impact that has on our fan base on our, but like he knows that's not his wheelhouse. So he hires people that he knows are good or great at it. And he gives you the trust of, Hey, like I hired you for the, for this, for this reason. And I want you to be the expert at it. If you ever need anything, I'm here. And there, there's definitely been times where we go and run something past him. If we're like, ah. especially like when I first got here, like um, miking him up and guys up for the first times at practice. And whenever we wanted to try to some, do something a little new or different that maybe they wouldn't have done in the past, we, we will run it past them. Um, but he couldn't be easier to work with. And when you have a, it's taught me something a lot about leadership because um, when you just trust in people that, you know, you have them there to do their job for a reason and do it right. Um, it empowers you to do your job and, and you know, it, it just, it, it works really well. Um, so I would say he's not super involved in the creative process unless we ask him to be or want his review on something. Um, and it, it gives us a lot of creative freedom. And we know at the end of the day that he's trusting us with this big piece of his program. I can't really see Kirk being like, move the camera three inches this way. It gets a, it gets me on my good side a little bit better. I, I don't know. I just can't see him caring. Him just being like, move on. You know, I, I yep. don't care. You guys know what you're doing. You know, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think Kirk's trying to tell Chris to diversify into TikTok or anything anytime soon. So. <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy work schedule. We got game week. We got Maryland this week, hoping we can take care of business there. Last time I went to DC and we got up 14 nothing and they came back and beat us. So that was a, that was a nasty little one, but, um, hoping we can take care of it this year. I think we got a tougher team. Um, and they're, they're better as well, though. They're 4-0. and We're 4-0. And it's going to be a pretty interesting Friday night clash. So, uh, Chris, want to, want to get your thoughts on the game before we let you go. You taking the hawks in this one, and if not, if so, how by how many? 
I'm a video guy, so I t- I'm worried <laughs> about the video. Um, but I mean, we have a lot of really talented guys, and um, you know, I think we have a lot of potential. So I would All love right. to remain undefeated and get a good win this week and keep on moving forward. So okay. we'll see. Well, what I decipher from that is Chris says Hawks by 17. So, all right. What, what, what were you going to say, Jerry? <laughs> well, I just was going to, real quick, being a Friday night game, I realize this one's an away game, Chris, but how much does being a Friday night game throw into the, you know, how much of a wrench does that throw in the preparation since the Big Ten's tried to incorporate that? Um, I mean, it definitely shortens the week, obviously, right? Um, well, right. But it, I don't know, you just kind of lose a day. But so do they, you know, like Maryland's under that same um, – same time constraint. Um, and that's something that our coaching staff, I think does a really good job of. It's like, Hey, like this is the mission ahead of us. And you know, this is what we got. Um, and no one really gets caught up in thinking about it. Um, I mean, honestly, it would just be great to go out there and get a good team win and then have a great flight back, even though we, you know, we get back at like three 30 in the morning and on Saturday you're sitting back going like, oh, yep. Undefeated, you know, like that's <laughs> yep, what we want. You know? And from a production standpoint, kind of the same, just one less day to work with and things like that. But, yeah, it just really shortens your timeline to, you know, not only get some videos done um, and to film things, cut things, get them sent out. Um, it kind of crams that together. And then they're like, oh, yeah, like we also got to pack our gear and get ready to travel. Um, and it's it's different, too, like when it's a bus trip versus a plane trip. You know, this is that's about, a, you know, as far as we go in the Big Ten. So. Yeah. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on. It's been, like I said, I've been a big fan forever. Nebraska is not that far away, but, you know, I think for Hawkeyes everywhere I can speak for it, it's like these videos, you guys do such a great job. And it just kind of feels like it brings brings us back to Kinnick and Iowa City in so many ways. And again, I just, like I said, seeing what you guys do compared to everybody else, I mean, I just, I think we've probably got one of the best video units there is in the country. I mean, if not the best. And uh, we just really appreciate what you do. And uh, part of the fun of this inter- doing these interviews is the fact that we can bring, there's so much production that goes on behind the scenes of these games. And it's just fun to talk to you guys like yourself and Greg Morris and people that everything that goes into, in, into making these events and making these, uh, you know, experiences for the fans. So thanks for everything, all your hard work on everything you've done. Thanks so much for having me. And I appreciate all that. Um, you know, we strive to try and be the best video department in the country. And um, we have a great fan base with, a, you know, we have a lot of culture and tradition at Iowa and that makes it easier. Um, but it also makes it a lot of fun. Um, to do what we do, and we feel very lucky to have the jobs we have to do it. So, all right. Well, Jerry said it perfect. I can't really add anything to it. He nailed that one on the head. So, Chris, thanks again for coming on. We genuinely appreciate all the work that you guys do. Really helps guys like Jerry and I feel connected uh, to the program when we're so far away, and, and I'm sure Hawk fans all across the country feel that way. So, uh, your work is very much appreciated. Keep it up, and we always end it with a go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, right. baby. Go Hawks.